Welcome to the Revelation Church podcast. We trust today's message will speak to you. If you'd like to get in touch, just drop us an email at hello at revelationchurch.org.uk. What a story. We have a girl who is dead, and then Jesus gets involved, and then she's alive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Angie's dramatisation really showed what an emotional roller coaster it must have been for the people who were there at the time watching these events unfold. But why is it significant for us today, this story? Um, well, this is one of the more dramatic miracles that's recorded in the Bible. So there's lots of different accounts of Jesus healing different people of um, illnesses and diseases, but there's only a handful of times when someone was actually raised from death to life. And what this story shows is that Jesus can um, completely change a situation around, even an impossible situation. And I wonder if you might be um, facing situations in your life today where you need a miracle from Jesus. So the guy in need of a miracle in this story is called Jairus. Um, and we read that he was a ruler in the synagogue. So he was in a position of some authority in his local community. Um, and the religious rulers at the time were very concerned with the right way of doing things. They like to be seen to be kind of acting properly and keeping up appearances. So it's even more shocking that Jairus, as a religious ruler, um, literally throws himself on the floor at Jesus's feet. But we soon come to understand what's motivating him because the story goes on to tell us that not only is he a religious leader in the synagogue, um, but he's also a father and a really desperate father because his 12 year old daughter is so ill that she's going to die. So in his desperation, Jairus is forced to kind of put his pride and reputation to one side and literally beg Jesus to save his daughter's life. And Jesus goes with Jairus, but as they're on their way to Jairus's house, Jesus stops to talk to this woman who's also just been healed. And you can just imagine poor Jairus's desperation levels at this point going through the roof as they are delayed when he's finally maybe starting to feel a tiny bit hopeful that something good might happen. Um, and then the dreaded news comes um, as some guys arrive from Jairus's house and say, it's too late, um, she's already dead, game over. Except it isn't game over because Jesus is God. He doesn't play by our rules and his response to Jairus shows that it's very much still game on. He says, don't be afraid, just believe. And Jesus is inviting Jairus to replace his fear with faith. So they carry on, they get to Jairus's house. Jesus clears the mourners out of the way and with a few simple words, raises Jairus's daughter to new life. Um, and as Ange said in her monologue, I guess he did it. And that same power that raised Jairus's daughter from the dead is available for people in desperate situations today, or maybe even situations that feel like it's game over. Just like Jairus, we can approach Jesus with our needs, not in person, but through prayer. Um, and we can be comforted by that response. Don't be afraid, just believe. So let's keep going to Jesus today with our needs, whether big or small, and see what he does. Let's accept his invitation to replace our fear with faith. 
Now, when we compare our situation to Jairus' daughter's situation, we might be tempted to think, actually, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I don't need very much from Jesus. Um, and physically speaking, obviously, we are all doing much better. We're still alive and kicking, praise God. But the Bible actually says that spiritually speaking, our situation is just as dire. So God's plan for the human race was to enjoy a close and personal relationship with us humans as the pinnacle of all the incredible things that he created. Um, but unfortunately, um, humans have been messing that up right from the get-go by choosing to do things um, in our own way rather than following God's way. And the Bible uses the word sin to describe this. It refers to all the times when we kind of prioritise or prefer our way of doing things rather than God's way. Now, God's way prioritises things like justice, truth, honour, sacrificial love, and God rightly being centre stage of our devotions and our affections. Our way tends to look a lot less glorious, as it's often characterised by things like greed, deceit, uh, laziness, pride um, and individualistic selfishness. And there's quite a blunt metaphor in the Bible that I have to remind myself of sometimes when I'm tempted to question whether God's way really is better than my way of doing things. It says in the book of Isaiah that God is the potter, whereas we are simply lumps of clay. <laughs> and I find that brings a bit of needed perspective to me sometimes. So while it's totally appropriate for us to celebrate um, the miracle in this story of Jairus' daughter being raised to new life, we need to kind of zoom out a bit to see what Jesus was doing through these miracles. So they were signs and they showed the authority and power that he carried as the son of God. And they also showed that God's way of doing things was starting to break out on earth in a new way. So Jesus showed what um, a life lived in the way God intended looked like. And the depressing thing is that no other human has ever come close to following that blueprint um, laid out in the Bible for the way that we should live. But the utterly glorious and beautiful central message of the Christian faith is that as well as Jesus um, raising Jairus' daughter to physical new life, he's provided a way for you and for me to have spiritual new life and a personal relationship with God our Heavenly Father and the maker of heaven and earth. And that is available today. And that's what Jesus's death on the cross and his rising from the dead bought for us. How? Well, the Bible teaches that um, there had to be a consequence for people choosing to go their own way rather than following God's way because God is a God of justice. Um, and the Bible says that that consequence is death. Now, physical death affects us all, but this is referring to a spiritual death, which is described in the Bible as an eternal separation from the God of love. So I've said that God is a God of justice. I've also just said that God is a God of love. Um, and because he's a God of love and wanted that close personal relationship with each of us, he took matters into his own hands to make that happen. Um, and that was very costly. And the Bible describes it like this. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. So this beautiful exchange happens whereby we accept 
Jesus's perfect life sacrificed for us and we give him our lives in return. So just as Jesus took um, matters into his own hands, raising Jairus's daughter to new life, he's taken each of our matters into his own hands by dying on the cross for us. And Jairus's daughter couldn't do anything to kind of recommend herself to Jesus or persuade him to help her. She was dead. And people often don't realise it's actually the same with the Christian faith. Um, the, the, the new life that Jesus offers is a gift. It's not something that we deserve or can earn. It's his grace to us. And the first step in receiving that is to humble ourselves. Jairus had to humble himself as he literally begged Jesus to, to help his family by um, helping his daughter through healing her. Um, and we need to humble ourselves to be able to accept that gift that Jesus offers. It is literally that it's a gift. It's not something that we can achieve through our own means or our own hard work. And I personally made the decision to accept that gift of new life for myself about 17 years ago, quite a long time now. Um, and that's not a decision that I have ever regretted or looked back on. So I grew up um, knowing that God was real and that he could speak to me. But then by the time I became a teenager, um, that kind of simple childlike faith that I'd had was eclipsed with a boredom, um, with going to church and all the faff that I didn't really understand, but associated with church. But then I met some people my own age who had a real relationship with Jesus and it was just so attractive to see that in them. Um, so I made the decision to accept that life that Jesus offers for myself and I was baptised. Since then, um, life has been a journey with ups and downs, um, but the main thing has been um, getting to know God better and kind of stepping into more and more freedom as I focus on who he says that I am. So that frees me from the shame of past mistakes, um, from comparing myself to others, or from um, trying to achieve success through fleeting things like career or reputation. And life with Jesus is life to the full. Um, he has enabled me to know unexpected peace and contentment in really hard times. And he's also given me a supernatural joy that isn't dependent on the circumstances that I find myself in. And my experience is that um, my life now has so much more purpose and meaning now that I'm no longer the centre of it. And I don't find church boring anymore either, which is a bonus. I love going to church. I love spending time with my church family, my brothers and sisters in Christ every week. And those are some of my favourite times of the week. So if you've never accepted that life that Jesus offers, then it might be that you want to do that for the first time today. I would totally recommend it. Um, and if you do, then you can pray to God and tell him about the decision that you've made. Now, prayer is literally talking to God, so you can use whatever words you want to. Um, but if you're kind of wondering about how to get started, then I'm going to say a prayer now that you can agree with um, and, and kind of make your own. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you offer us spiritual life. I realise that I have lived life my way rather than following your ways and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins 
and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. In your name. Amen.